Looking to make lasting change in your life? Mark Job has some biblical guidance for us today on Bold Steps. Your body has an appetite and your body wants to indulge. And the, and the Apostle Paul says, I don't let my body lead. I say down body, sit body, back body, because my body becomes my slave. I'm not a slave to my body. My body's a slave to me. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're continuing to study the balance that needs to happen between our body, spirit, and soul. And Mark, this really is a great time to start taking a practical approach to that balance. Many of us are starting the new year off, or at least we're trying to start the new year off right, aren't we? Yeah, this is a great time for this message. We've just completed our first week of the new year. And so many people are asking themselves, how can I make lasting change? And Wayne, I'm convinced that lasting change starts with the habits that we develop now. Yeah, no question about it. And so this is really all about what the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, talks to us about some habits that can change our life. Well, let's go ahead and begin. This is actually part two of the message titled, The Keys to Lasting Change. And so we have body, soul, and spirit. Now hear me. I want you to look up at me now. Look up at me for a second. You will never experience lasting change unless you experience freedom in all three parts of who you are. Are you tracking with me? Let me explain it this way. All right, let's just say, Anibal, can, can you help me out here? We're going to call him Mr. Body. Let's just say that you have a cocaine habit. Not, not you, but just someone out there. Here's how it works. If you're snorting a line of cocaine every couple days, and you say, I'm not a cocaine addict. I mean, all the inside of your nose is all red and eaten away, and you have no hairs in there anymore. And, and you say, you know, I just do it recreationally. I know I spend a couple hundred dollars a week, and I, but, but, but I, I have it under control. I still have a job. I mean, I, I, I'm not like those really bad heroin addicts. I mean, they're bad. I mean, I, me, I got it down. I got it under control. And, but you're snorting those lines of cocaine every couple days, And you say, I really want to be set free. Let's just say we took you as a cocaine addict and we were to drop you on a desert island and give you some food and give you some water. Now, the first couple of days would be absolutely miserable, right? I mean, your body would be in withdrawals and you you would be thinking about, all I need is just a line, just another line. And the first couple of weeks, you would toss and turn and be miserable and wretched. But, but by the third week or by the month, you would already be getting over your withdrawals. And if we left you there for three months, guess what? In three months, the cocaine would be out of your system. You would be clean in your body from the cocaine and no longer would you have that same urge that same bodily urge that you had when you got there and some people think aha now we're free here's the problem your body 
is free. But unless you experience freedom in your spirit and your soul, then the moment we bring you back to Chicago and get you around your old friends again and get you back in the neighborhood, you'll last about five days before you're back to snorting the lines again because although your body is free, your soul and your spirit are not free. How many of you are tracking with me today? Okay, so let, let me get a couple other examples. You, you're going to represent spirit for me, okay? And Michael, come here, you're going to represent soul. I, all right, I got body, soul, and spirit. They're all getting acquainted here. Now, let me, let me tell you what happens. This is how it works. This is you. Uh, you are a person, body, spirit, and soul. Now, come here, body, for a second. Now, here's what happens when your body leads you and your body needs to be restrained, your spirit needs to be revived, and your soul needs to be renewed. Now, here's what happens when your body leads. It's like a train. The engine, the caboose is at the end, the engine is at the, at the front, the engine leads the rest of the train. How about it? Some of you, what's at the front leading your life is not your soul or not your spirit, but it's your body. And what happens when your body is leading your life, come on, let's form a train here. You ever did that little train thing? Put your, put your hands on here. Okay. All right. Okay, kind of move a little bit here. And who follows? They follow. When your body is leading your life, let me tell you what your life is going to be like. When your body is leading your life, you are absolutely 100% carnal. You know why? Because your body, if it's not restrained by the soul or the spirit, your body will indulge and do whatever it wants to do. Uh, God has given you the ability and the gift of sleep. But your body says, man, I want to sleep a lot, and now it becomes laziness. God has given us food to energize our body, but the body says, man, I want to eat a lot, and now it becomes gluttony. Uh, God has given sexual appetite to every human being, and the body says, but I want to do it all over and any time, whenever. Now it becomes adultery and fornication, and that's what it becomes. So the person that is not restrained by their soul or their spirit is like a savage, a barbarian. They do whatever their body says. They sit down to eat, and they say, okay, I want five desserts, man, and I'm going to eat all five of them, because why? Because the body told me to. Let me tell you what the Apostle Paul says about the body. Write this verse down. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. The body needs to be restrained. The Apostle Paul is talking about his body. In verse 25, he says, Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Verse 26, Therefore, I do not run like a man that's running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man that's beating the air. Verse 27, listen, No, I beat 
my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. You know what Paul says? I make my body my slave. My body is the caboose and not the engine. Because when my body drives my life, I'm carnal. I eat too much. I lust too much. I sleep too much. I overindulge. I mean, I'm barely better than a savage animal. Because my body and my bodily urges, they dictate everything. I have no restraint. I'm married. I sleep with other women. I'm a diabetic, but I still eat all kinds of sugar even though the doctor says you're going to die. My liver's all eaten up with cirrhosis of the liver, but guess what? I take another margarita or vodka on the rocks. You know why? Because my body rules my life, and even though it's bad for me, I listen to my body, and my body runs my life. That's living according to the flesh. The Apostle Paul said, wait a second. The Apostle Paul says you got to train your body, restrain your body. In fact, he says, look, look at what he says. He says, I beat my body. You beat your body, Paul? Well, he's not going out there with a whip, whipping himself. The word here literally means to bruise. I mean, it's hard words. I bruise, my, you know what it is? Like, I subject my body. I don't pamper my body. Uh, one translation says, I buffet my body. A lot of people think it's saying, I buffet my body, but that's not what it's saying. And he says, and I make it my slave. I used to have a German shepherd when I was a little boy, and this German shepherd was almost as big as I was. I mean, I wouldn't take my dog for a walk. He'd take me for a walk. I'd go out, and I was a little boy, and he'd want to go there, and I'd just kind of follow. He'd drag me around until... We got a training collar, and it was a metal collar, and when you inverted the collar, there was like little spikes, and if you pulled too hard, it would just kind of like, it was a choker, it's a choker collar. And so it would cause pain, and so we'd get back. And I used that collar, and I taught my dog, sit, and I taught him, heal, and I would teach him, down. But it took training, and it took some pain, and it took some practice until he would obey. Listen, your body's the same way. Your body has an appetite, and your body wants to indulge. And the, and the Apostle Paul says, I don't let my body lead. I say, down body, sit body, back body, because my body becomes my slave. I'm not a slave to my body. My body's a slave to me. Are you tracking with me? You say, well, how does that happen? Well, you know, Jesus said you need to, if you're going to be a follower of his, you need to take up your cross, deny yourself daily, and follow him. You know, your body needs to be said no to regularly. How many of you know your body has an appetite? And it wants to do whatever. Your body needs to be told, you know what, get up 5 o'clock in the morning. It's time to pray and read the word. Your body says, no, Sleep. Your body says, hit snooze. <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, right? 
Ah, oh, Pastor, I really want to get up to sleep, but my body says, no, you need some more rest. So I listen to my body. You need to be able to tell body down. Comes to dessert time, body, no dessert. Down, body, down. Sit, body, sit. You need to make your body your slave. In fact, I believe that's part of the power of fasting and prayer. Part of, part of fasting is you're telling your body, body, my spirit and my soul control you. You don't control. Have you ever fasted? Have you ever seen how stubborn your body is when you fast? Have you ever felt the urge and some of you say, boy, I fasted for three days, but it's so hard. You know what? Some of you say, I think I'm going to starve. No, you're not going to starve. You know, you can go 40 days without eating and still live. And some of you fast like half a day and you say, I, I, I think something's, I really think my muscles starting to be eating up and my organs are eating each other. I think I'm starving. No, you're not starving. You got plenty of fat around there to last you for a while. Your body's just telling you, your body's revolting against your spirit. And some of us are so used to listening to our bodies that to fast is almost impossible for us because we're so used to caving into our bodies that it's hard for us to say, no body, down body, listen body, you're not my master. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, and we're pausing today's message for just a minute. Remember, you can always find these daily lessons available on our website, boldstepsradio.org. Or find us on your podcast app. Just search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and make sure you tap that subscribe button. Mark, these daily lessons aren't the only way listeners can hear from you. Now, I often say you are president of Moody and a local pastor at the same time in Chicago. You keep a busy life, but you find time to uh, give us the Bold Stepper <laughs> Weekly every Monday. That's right. So the Bold Stepper Weekly is a weekly email that goes out. It's a way for us to point to God, first of all, but also update you a little bit on the ministry and sometimes personal moments like this uh, past week. We talk a little bit of a moment where my son, who's also a pastor, and mm-hmm. I get the chance to preach with him, which is an amazing. I bet it is, yeah. Uh, we captured a moment with his little, uh, gra- my grandson, looking up at him right after he preached. And, I saw uh, that fo- photo. It was wonderful. So I'm reminding our listeners about the power of parenting. Fathers, never underestimate your influence. Well, the Bold Stepper Weekly also includes a link to the Bold Steps Minute, and and you may want to speak to this, to our Spanish-speaking ministry. That's right, Pasos Audaces, which is, uh, it's uh, Bold Steps in Spanish. It's just a one-minute in Spanish encouragement, so if you speak Spanish and you're listening, you want to tap into that. Well, you get all this through the Bold Stepper Weekly, and it comes to you free of charge every Monday morning to your inbox. Sign up at boldstepsradio.org. And by the way, if you missed out on today's devotional that came out early this morning, we've made it easy to catch up by going to the menu tab at our website and looking for the Bold Stepper Weekly. Click on that link and you'll find archived steppers right there. Okay, thank you, Mark. But let's go back to your message for today. Part two of a message called The Keys to Lasting Change. The Apostle Paul says, hey, I've learned that if I don't put my body under control, then my body will master me. 
It's spirit and soul over body. Yesterday, I, I, was, I ran in the police memorial run along the lake shore. There were a couple of thousand people out there running. And it was a, th- it was a 5K, which is 3.2 miles. And um, I had been running, but then I got sick for a little while and hadn't run basically for a month. So I'm going to do it, though, anyways. So I started running. You know, you always start out the race good. Man, I feel good, man. I feel strong. I, I could do this. But you know, it's the final mile. And it just happened right around the curve. When you get to the aquarium, there's a hill. My body was saying, stop. <laughs> stop. Hey, you're breathing too hard. Stop. I mean, my body is shouting, stop. But see, I, I've learned something about my body. I don't always have to listen to my body. And I said, no, Go. Go. And, and I finished up the race, but I was thinking afterwards, you know, your body talks to you, your body pampers you, your body says, pamper me. The Apostle Paul says, no, if I listen to my body too much, I will disqualify myself because I will become carnal and I will overindulge and I will preach to some and I will fall if I listen to my body. Now, so some of us, we think if we just quit the addiction in our body, we're all solved. Some of you have stopped drinking, but you're so miserable because your soul and your spirit aren't there that, you know what, you may not be drinking right now, but you are not walking in freedom yet because your body has stopped doing the alcohol, but your soul and your spirit are not where they're supposed to be. Now, let's switch it around. Spirit, come here. Now, some of you say, well, the answer is in the spirit. And the body needs to be restrained. The spirit needs to be revived. Okay, the problem, all of us have a spirit, but the problem with our spirit is that the Bible says, for example, in 1 Thessalonians, a couple verses earlier, it says, and quench not the spirit. Do you know that your spirit can be quenched? Uh, Do you know that you can be, your spirit can become dull? And what happens when you're spe- you have a spirit, but your spirit can become quenched and dull? What, what does that mean? I was on the airplane coming back from Spain a couple da- days ago, and there was a couple uh, two, right across the aisle from me, and they had headphones on, and they were trying to talk to each other. <laughs> have you ever seen people with headphones trying to talk to each other? Honey, could you give me that Snickers bar over there? What'd you say? I mean, they're talking way too loud, but they can't hear each other because they got their headphones on because you become dull of hearing. Now, when your spirit starts to become dull, you stop hearing God clearly. It's like your ears get clogged up. Your spiritual ears get clogged up. And so you can quench the spirit and your spirit can become dull. But some of us think, well, the answer to all my addictions is all if my spirit were alive. I just need Pastor Mark to pray over me. No, 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 not just pray over me. He's got to douse me with oil because that'll do it. As Pastor, you know, I really have this addiction problem. It's been smoking cigarettes for so many years. Could you just pray? Because if you pray over me, then I will be set free. Let me tell you, I believe in the power of prayer. But I also know that if your spirit is revived, but your body and your soul don't follow, your victory will not last. 
I mean, how many, how many times have people come to the altar, given their cigarettes, given up a habit, and two weeks later, they're back to the same thing? You know why? And they say, well, I felt so good. I repented. I was all full of victory. What happened? Well, what happened is your spirit was revived, but your body was not restrained, and your soul was not renewed. And what happens when your spirit's revived is your spirit's new and you say, praise God, I feel so good. But guess what? Your mind is still the same and your body's not restrained. So if you don't change, if you don't sanctify your body and your soul, what happens is you're like a spiritual roller coaster. One week you're saying, yeah, I want to follow God with all my heart. I'm going to be a missionary in Africa. And then the next week you're saying, I think I'm going to be a drug dealer on the southwest side. You know, you're just like up and down and doing well and doing poor. Why? Because your spirit being revived needs also your body to be restrained and your spirit to be renewed. How many of you have been on fire at some time and that fire doesn't last more than two weeks because you can be on fire but if your mind is not renewed, you fall into sin quickly and then quench the spirit. For example, you're doing good. You come out of a service. You're on fire. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to be a new person. And then you talk to your mother, and there she goes again with her critical, negative, put-you-down attitude. And so now you're a little depressed. And for years, for 27 years, you know what you did every time you got depressed? For years, you just went out and ate. And then when you're done and you feel like you're full, then you feel like, oh man, I blew it. I'm going to gain some weight from the lips to the hips, and this is going to be terrible. And so you feel a little bit more depressed, and to feel better, you eat a little bit more, and you fall in this cycle of depression. And so if you just have a spirit revived, but not a body and not a soul, then you're going to struggle with that. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, and we'll get to the third and final part of this message titled The Keys to Lasting Change when we come back tomorrow. But you don't have to wait until then to check out all the bonus content and special resources we're offering online. Just go to boldstepsradio.org. Mark? Well, I'm here in the studio today with a good friend, Joe Stoll. And uh, some of you are familiar with that name. Joe was a pastor for many years, the president of Moody Bible Institute, also the president of Cornerstone, a speaker, someone that's taught the Word of God for such a long time and so appreciative of uh, Joe and his friendship. He's been encouraging and pastoring people for a long time. And Joe, there are people right now, because of all that's happening in the world, that are very concerned as they start this year out. Mm. Can you speak to someone that maybe is gripped by fear? Yeah, for sure. I think one of our challenges is we tend to think horizontally everything that's happening around us. And I think the wonderful transition is to begin to think vertically, Mm. where we begin to focus on God. Because guess what? He's stable. He's good. He's faithful. He never changes, and He loves us and cares for us. So when we focus vertically, the horizontal all of a sudden comes into perspective, and we have peace instead of fear. 
and we have quiet in our hearts instead of the chaos that tends to arrive. So when we did Strength for the Journey, our daily devotional, one thing we were hoping is that many people would get vertical with God and begin every day with just a few minutes on it with a devotional, which would then dive them more deeply into the Word of God. I love that. And by the way, uh, Joe's talking about our uh, premium gift this month, and we're trying to get as many people into the Word of God as possible. So Strength for the Journey, short devotionals, one for every day to help you focus vertically instead of horizontally. Thank you, Joe. And thank you, Mark. This really is the best time to be diving into a devotional like this, so don't wait. Reach out today and request this month's Bold Step gift when you give a gift of any amount to support this ministry. You can call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or give online and request Strength for the Journey when you go to boldstepsradio.org. Or another option, send your gift in the mail. You can write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Once again, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And before we sign off, let me remind you to check out the special new video content coming out exclusively on the Bold Steps YouTube channel. Mark shares brand new teachings and short videos on subjects like grief, overcoming addiction, or dealing with anger. You can subscribe today by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube or type in youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. You can also stay connected on your favorite social media platform like Facebook and Instagram by searching for Bold Steps Radio and tapping the like or follow button. And that's our time for today. But remember, we're continuing with part three of Mark's message on the keys to lasting change when we come back tomorrow. So be sure to tune in Tuesday for Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.